You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, man? This is your boy, Al Michael. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, we have an amazing return guest, a dope independent creator that, right? What? Today, he is selling the whole shebang, yo. His storyline, the complete series of Charlie Spot. One of the dopest comic books I have read in a wild slice of life, break your heart type storytelling. Oh, man. Oh, man. And may introduce this man himself, this legend, this, this awesome creator, the one, the only, Mr. George O'Connor. Wait, homie, how you doing? If Good. anything, I'm going to clip that beginning and just save it on my phone for any moment I'm feeling down and need a little pick-me-up, man. Thank you so <laughs> much for that, and it is awesome to talk to you again. No, my brother, no. Thank you for coming. It was nice seeing you not yeah. too long ago at the Wicked Comic Con. Shout out. To the Wicked Comic Con dope show with the comic book creator as the focus. Woo. Yeah. They're the superstars. And that was really nice. I hadn't been to one of those in a year, in years. The, it is, <laughs> it's much needed, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to San Diego Comic Con. I'll be at New York Comic Con. So, you know, I, I will go to the big pop festival stuff as well. Um, but. There, but having a balance of having these shows like Wicked Comic Con, which, like, is like you said, the artists are the rock stars. They're the ones you know that you're paying oh, to I see and know. that the shows are built around. Uh, it it can really make a difference when you're there behind the table, uh, looking to introduce yourself to people interested in new stories and new books versus getting an autograph and a, and a headshot and all that stuff. Uh, it's, it's a different mindset, different economic situation. Um, so for, like I said, for, for the DIY pro-am creator shows like wicked comic con are, are huge and very important to us. One hundred. So a big salute to those folks that run that campaign. All right. We appreciate you now <laughs> get into the big deal stuff, bro. Cause you, you got this project. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. But before we actually, we had you on before. We're going to know a little bit about your journey since last time. Any lessons learned since the last project going into this one, you know? Yeah, you know, um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned in maybe about the past two years since we've talked on camera um, is really the importance of letting go and not being rigid uh specifically i'm kind of talking about project timelines and and the mentality of getting something done Uh, i mean we're all artists and we're all trying to create something so deadlines are important but there's nothing more important than offering flexibility and empathy when when your collaborators need it or when you need it um so with this really came into into mind uh, when I was doing this uh, anthology called Toddler Apocalypse, um, which was an absolute blast to put together. And part of the reason was, you know, we had like loose deadlines, but not like if you're not, if you don't get it to me by November 14th, the deal's over. Okay. You know, if people needed extra time, they got extra time. Everybody was super communicative and, 
everything kept moving and what it did for me, kind of like the project manager, right? Like, like on this level, uh, most writers are also project managers yeah. and, and HR and all that it's, stuff. It's multiple hats. It's multiple it hats, you know, and you're the, you're the editor, you're the, you're the everything when you're doing these type yeah. of campaigns. So, you know, this is why I, I you know, I love when people want to like talk crap on people and campaigns, but do you understand how much work it is? I mean, yeah. you, you should be at, you should be praising these people at least on the attempt because this shit is not easy. You just doing one thing, whether it's a campaign, it's making lot. one story, one comic, you learn a lot. And I do think if, if in your heart of hearts, you're a good person, you also gain a ton of empathy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and you start giving everybody a lot more leash, you know, and, and forgiveness. And so, yeah, so that project, but it worked out. It worked, it worked out great. I could not have asked that to work any better in the grand total, six different illustrators, four different colorists, um, one oh. letterer. And, you know, that's a lot of moving uh-huh. parts and, but it, but it all came together beautifully. Uh, and by the end of it, uh, I wasn't stressed out. I, you know, the, the, the shoulders were as low as they could be throughout the whole thing because it just went in with the mentality of it'll be done when it's done. And again, that doesn't mean I'm sitting back and just, you know, I'm not putting any effort in. I'm not being proactive at all. I'm not proactively talking to everybody and they're proactively talking to me. What it is is like, Hey, if somebody gets sick, Give them the two weeks so they can rest. Let them heal. This kid is going through a thing. Give them the grace to go through the thing. If life just gets lifey, life gets lifey. No one's doing anything wrong. Um, Because ultimately what I want is on a selfish level, what I want is the best product possible. Um, And I believe the way you get the best work is you treat people as best as you can you give them the time they need to not only create but also to rest you know because ultimately hopefully what the what everything i create and create with other people is it's a business card to get the next gig and no one's gonna care you know oh well i had to pull three all-nighters to get this in on time what they're gonna care about is "Eh, it kind of looks like crap you know, you, you don't get, you don't get grace for stuff that didn't come out as good as it can be. Yeah. You get grace if you need time. And ultimately, like when you think about it, I'm really the only one that knows, you know, we missed our first deadline. Nobody else knows. All they know is the book that they got looks damn good. You yep. know, and maybe they're going to reach out to Justin Birch to letter it. Maybe they're going to reach out to Leslie Atlansky to color it. Or, you know, um, Clay McCormick to, to draw for them, Fernando Pinto, you know, all these people. And that's ultimately, you know, what they want. Or, you know, again, let's pull it, let's make it selfish. Cause this, this is, uh, it's an interesting teeter totter to play with, you know, like the, the grand scale of like, <laughs> I want everybody to shine. I want to shine too. So, you know, you give somebody a great looking book. Now I've got their confidence. And they're now they're more interested in what else is on my table. Because, oh hell yeah! You know, because oh, George, took, man, George's people be doing some shit, son. You gotta check this out. I, I get been, it. Every now and then, I'm like, I'm not good at it, but I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, every now and then, I will look at 
kind of like my convention setup. And like, there's not a wasted half an inch on my table. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you just, must have learned from Arthur Sedan, that's for sure. He, he stuffs a table. You can't even it, breathe on his. Well, yeah, it's it's 13 years, um, six different <laughs> projects. Um, and, you know, that, that table's full. And it's full of stuff yeah. that I'm still passionate about. From the first book we did 13 years ago to Charlie Spot, which is, you know, technically the new newest thing like i'm i'm proud of them all and matching the right book with the right reader every time is it makes me very happy i don't get sick of it excellent check check this out folks i'm telling you you, you're gonna see because this book is gorgeous i had the honor of reading it in advance and and getting my heart shattered you know when you get to the end you're like what wait what Great story throughout, though. This is the whole thing. You're having this amazing ride. Like, oh, and again, it's a slice of life, but it's fun. And then you get to this moment, you're like, oh, shit. And it gets real, real. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, whoa, man. And, you know, uh, big salute to my boy, Buddy Young, that had the opportunity as well. And, uh, you know, he's the host Mm. of the Price Podcast. And he told George, folks, that this book made him cry. Bud, yeah, he got oh, emotional. He got Bud very emotional. Was, Bud was one of the early acolytes for Charlie's spot. Um, like like an early, I would almost call super fan of it. Um, and to see how it hit him, um, and what he took away from it, um, and and then the way he just talked about it, uh, was was a lot incredibly inspiring and energetic. Um, and, you know, built the confidence that the thing that, you know, myself as the writer, uh, Meredith Laxton, artist, co-creator, Ali Pepitone was the colorist and Taylor Esposito, uh, was the letter. The thing that the four of us strived to do, um, and worked very hard to get it right, that it looks like we got it right. The thing we were trying to accomplish, we accomplished which you never know until the end, until you start sharing it with people, you know, until you're in two and a half years and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, so to get that, like I said, that early strong reaction from Bud uh, was was wonderful. So let's start getting into it. Folks. Yeah. It is a Kickstarter, and this baby yes. is live now. Yeah. And there's a video attached. Actually, yeah. let me move this because there's always a problem, right? there's always got to be something so i just got to make sure that i am in fact sharing audio because we got to make sure we're going to hear that because you know if george put any music we got to hear this music baby all right so let's go folks um um, cool check it out have you ever felt all alone only to realize that an army of people had your back that no matter what your brain was telling you you were worthy of love and friendship have you ever wanted to go on an adventure with someone in a fair seat? If you have, Charlie Spot is for you. Hey, I'm George O'Connor, and along with Meredith Laxton, Ali Pepitone, and Taylor Esposito, I want to introduce you to the world. Charlie Spot is a four-issue series about a homeless veteran that's his prizing spot in the city park stolen from him, and the increasingly bizarre journey he goes on through the city and the evil suburbs to figure out who stole his spot and how he can get it back. Along the way, he realizes that the people around him and the park are literally and figuratively more magical than he ever realized. Beautifully bringing Charlie's world to life is illustrator Meredith Laxton, colorist Ali Pepitone, 
and letterer Taylor Esposito. If you're a fan of Terry Moore's Strangers in Paradise or Motor Girl or Scotty Young's Middle West or Fuck Fairyland, if you enjoy stories that can be funny one moment and then hit you right in the feels in the next, this is for you. When the series was released, Comic Book Resources named it one of their comics to read if you're sick of superhero comics. It was a huge compliment and validation to be mentioned in the same breath as Saga, Something is Killing the Children, and Strangers in Paradise. But we ran into a good problem to have. We sold out of the first issue, but we still have a bunch of twos, threes, and fours. This campaign is going to help us reprint the first issue so we can keep Charlie's spot in the world and bring it to conventions for other people to discover. And this is how we're going to do it. For the first time ever, you can pick up the entire series in one shot. Both cover variant sets will be available. Cover A by Victor Alfie and Meredith Laxon, and the interconnecting cover B variant by Meredith. Plus, we're creating a brand new variant cover for the first issue by artist Fernando Pinto and colorist Ellie Wright, and it will only be available through this campaign. You can also pick up a collectible soft enamel pin of Charlie Spots Bear, and you can dive into my back catalog and check out some of the other books I've worked on and co-created. And Meredith has made four pages of original art available to our backers. You'll also find an extensive add-on menu so you can customize your rewards. Add extra copies of the series, Fernando and Ellie's cover, pins, graphic novels, however you want to take your perfect rewards package. What? I love Charlie. He's passionate but reserved, kind of standoffish and broken, but he's not defeated. I think he's a wonderful reminder that we're never as alone as you think we are, and that sometimes to go on a great adventure, all we need to do is turn around. So on behalf of Meredith, Allie, Taylor, and Charlie, I hope you'll join us on this adventure. Thank you. Birds and wind and dogs do not care when you are recording a Kickstarter video. No, they don't. <laughs> great, great video. Holy smokes, folks. There you saw. Let me show you this real quick before we put us our, our mugs on camera. 17 days to go with yep. 110 backers currently. He was looking for two grand and is currently at $4,364 over two times what he wanted wonderful wonderful thing yo all right my brother congrats thank tell you. us tell us folks tell us tell us tell us to share with the people where the story comes from bro because wow you know i love that like you know the the, the slashes of life keeps growing uh, and, and, and i think it's important because it goes to show how valuable comics is, right? You know, as a storytelling machine, it's not just superheroes. It's not just science fiction. It's not just monsters. I mean, you could tell a tale like this and be thoroughly enthralled in it, you know, and you don't put it down. And then you get, you get hit in in the field several times. You laugh several times. You are curious because is this fucking bear real? Because you fucked me up. I'll be honest. Ah. When I seen some scene, I was like, wait a minute. Uh. <laughs> so talk to me. Where's the story come yeah. from? Um, so for 10 years, I worked in downtown Boston, took the train in and, you know, literally walked the same path to and from work for 10 years. And after a while, you know, I, I never knew if they were homeless or if they were busking or whatnot, but there were a handful of people that over like that 10 year period were in the same spots and my route, you know, every season they were still there. Um, 
And like I said, after a while, the writer brain takes over and you're like, all right, there's got to be some system that says, you know, this person's always going to be in this corner and this person's always going to be between these two shops. Like, like there's, judge, there, bro. <laughs> there have, this is my corner, bro. You know, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't beg here. Right. <laughs> um, so there's got to be something. There's got to be some, you know, gentleman's agreement or whatnot. Um, and so I just started kicking that idea around. And the more I thought about it, what really came to my head was like, oh, I'm the interloper here. I come in at nine, leave at 530. The people I'm walking by every day, this is their home, right? Like this, I'm invading their space every day for 10 years. So that got me thinking about just like, worlds we don't see and this is where you know kind of to your point maybe it could have taken more of a sci-fi take Mm -hmm. on it maybe a supernatural take to it i almost waited for that to be honest yeah i didn't know what i was diving into this is why i love indie you dive into it fucking blindly you have no idea what you're going to be reading and i'm here waiting for this turn because i'm starting to see all these characters like this world you know starting to be, come to life before my eyes as I read. So I'm thinking, yeah. oh, shit, they're going to take a turn. But, man, no, it's just a great story. Yeah. That just, just great storytelling. I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't say anything else, George. You really, you really create something special thank here. You. Um, thank you. And, again, I mean, so much of that praise has to go to Meredith, uh, Allie, and Taylor. I mean, you know, just this will happen 94 times as we talk. We We know how we are. Uh, here's the first of probably many tangents. Um, I mean, Meredith could not have been a better uh, collaborator and co-creator on this book. Um, one of the reasons I love comics so much is that to make a great comic, you have to be a good collaborator. Um, and I love seeing ideas start as one thing, as then as everybody brings their expertise and their ideas and their storytelling talents to it it becomes bigger and it changes um and that's the stuff that gets me excited you know seeing what meredith not only brings to the story but then the visual storytelling to it right like there there's the influence of what goes on the script and then you hand it over to her and her expertise of acting and camera angles and visual dynamics and all that and it goes to a whole new level um then you bring in like Allie. And she, and now the thing is popping off the page, you know, um, and what Meredith and Allie both did together and, you know, on their separate, uh, expertise is this is kind of a book that there's a magical realism to it. We wanted to create very grounded characters, but play in that idea of like, you know, to the audience. You know, when you go through Central Park, when you go through Boston Common, where you go through your gathering places, you don't know what's really going on. Like I said, there's this whole world, whole community that you don't even think about. But there's there's action and adventure and stories and, and humanity going on over there. And so we play with that magical part of it. Like, you know, that, that, this, that these, that this park is magic, literally and some, and you know, figuratively and sometimes literally. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, it becomes apparent in a particular scene in the story. Yeah. You know, this isn't giving anything away, but 
when homie has to go to the other side of the park and they make this thing look like it's the biggest deal in the effing world. But if you look at the at the map of the park, it's like, dude, it's like not, not even a half a block away <laughs> or yeah. two, you know, a block and a half. Like, come yeah. on. But it's well, wild that in their mind, no, this is this is like a kingdom or some shit. Whoa. Yes. That I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, what we kind of play with in this story is this park is kind of divvied up into different sections. And and there's a page, uh, and there the preview page is on the Kickstarter page as well, where we kind of play with the map in kind of a D format, you know, yeah. where our where our jugglers have one kingdom and our our break dancers have another and um you know all these different groups have kind of split up the park you know we've we you know whatever you know game of thrones we've split up westeros into all these different (laughs) territories and and there is something about going from one territory to another um that we that we play with you know again magical realism like you get it but then we heighten it um and and what Meredith and Allie did was when it's supposed to be grounded and real, it feels grounded and real. When it's supposed to feel ridiculous, it feels ridiculous. And when it's supposed to break your heart, it breaks your heart. And the few times we do let the magic out, they just it, it explodes off the page. You know, and that and that's the magic of collaboration, of bringing. You know, the, the I will never know more about you know, visual dynamics as Meredith. I will never understand color wheels uh, as much as Allie. Um, so you, you, for me, the best way to collaborate, whether it's in comics or I, I mean, I'm also a musician. So with my bandmates, really any, anything collaborative is you paint a target, you set up the guardrails and then however they want to get to that target, just let them. Because I pro and you you be there to answer any question, be there to nudge a little left or the little right if they start hitting the guardrails, but let these experts be experts, get out of their way, and let them do their thing, um, because that's how it becomes more, right? That's that that's how you how the idea gets expanded and elevated. And that's also, I truly believe, how you get the best work out of people because they feel free to try things, to experiment, to bring their own lived experiences in, to bring their creativity in, to bring their experiences in. And they have the freedom to do that and not worry about, you know, is somebody looking over their shoulder expecting something from them? It's like, no, there's the target. I trust you. I think that's it is I trust you. You know, I've seen your work. We've had conversations. We've asked why. We've asked, you know, said because we're on the same page. Now I'm out of your way. Go kick ass. Make it happen. That's all I want you to do is to go kick ass. And again, I don't think think that's the best way to work. You listen, you know, again, if you chose me for a reason, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't need to hold my hand. What's the task? You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm like that. You know, I'm a pit bull. Tell me where. Boom, and I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll tear it up. Let's go. You know, and and I like that too. You know, you don't have to be on top of people. Like I said, life, life gets in the way. As you said early yep. and all, and uh, you, you create the, the, the level of comfort with, with people you trust, and they're only going to want to serve and make sure that they do the best for you. Which again, I mean, look, look at this beautiful page over here. Beautiful. 
beautiful. The, the panels, yes. bubble world placement, you know, the, the way the characters are emoting, you could feel like, you know, the, the, the sense yeah. of happiness of homie, you know, see, seeing the protagonist here, like, oh shit, you're here, what up, you know? You, yeah. you, you see the wildness of the park as well, as he was saying. Like, where the hell ever are you going to see a bear versus a clown? <laughs> yeah. In New York for sure, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, like you had said, like it's, it starts grounded and then we start spiraling it out of control, which was absolutely on purpose. And so, you know, when Meredith first showed me, you know, our bear and clown fighting with each other, I'm like, this is the first, this is the first seed that we're planting that this is not, that this is book's going to get a little weird every now and then, but it's normal. Like it's weird, but like this is the universe we're playing in. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is where it starts getting crazy. Yeah. In, yeah. In the story, it gets really wild. Cause it's like, you know, there was an incident that happened to my man and, um, you know, now, now he's back yeah. at the park and, uh, things well, are yeah. not the same. Yeah. I mean, we, this isn't spoiler stuff. I mean, this is all kind of set up. So the way we start our story is Charlie, um, you know, as far as anybody knows, is a homeless busker selling his paintings. You know, like I said, it, it, it's a mix of Boston Common and Central Park, you know, so that big, that big green area where it's a mix of um, people going to work and vacationers, you know, so that type of cross section of people. Um, and as far as anybody at this park knows, like that's always been Charlie spot. He, you know, he was there before I got there. He's going to be there after I get there, you know, a homeless veteran. Let's, you know, he really doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't bother anybody. So let's just, just leave him. Let's let him be. Um, and at the beginning of the story, he has a heart attack. That's mm-hmm. kind of our, our inciting incident of it all. And so he has taken off his spot, literally. And the story really starts when he gets back a couple weeks later and the park is in complete, complete chaos because he left and his spot has become the epicenter of a turf war between all these <laughs> different rival busking groups. Because as it turns out, it's the best busking spot in the park. Um, and so on one level, this is a story about a man trying to get his busking spot back. But again, we drop seeds along the way that there's something more going on. Oh yeah! And Overall, so, Jesus yeah. Christ, you you almost see there's some scammy efforts over here. Are you sure you weren't influenced by New York, man? Because there's some scammy <laughs> efforts in this one, boy. Because uh, you know, I, I'm I'm seeing this and reminding some old old, old uh, TV movies, you know, that that would make fun of of, yeah. of the person collecting chains, and next thing you know, they're driving off in a Mercedes. You're like, what the fuck? Well, right. Yes. Yeah. So we definitely play with that cliche, Um, (laughs) you know, and and, and peel it back to see how that layer makes everything more complicated. Um, That was really a sick bastard, bro. I I uh, almost feel like, like, did you try to pull this off as a business? Ah, no, no. But, you know, when when they do say write what you know. Uh, well, oh, what shit. I know is, you know, the day job is I'm an advertising copywriter, you know, ah, so my job okay. is to write and to create headlines and be quick and witty and pithy, you know. Um, so, yeah, our, our kind of our, our antagonist or maybe our antagonist, um, she is, uh, you know, a creative director in an ad agency who gets laid off 
And uh, what she sees as an opportunity is if she can start writing all of these homeless people's signs, <laughs> not only will the the people holding the signs get more money, maybe this can be a business venture for her. You know, she'll take a, she'll take a, she'll skim off of everybody's uh, plate a little bit. Um, you know, which, which I like when it kind of popped in my head, what I liked about it is on the one hand, you know, well, that doesn't sound so bad. I mean, she it doesn't sound far fetched at all, she, yo. They're well, like the like, punk mafia. <laughs> right. Like, well, okay. If everybody's making more money, that's it's not, not a bad good. thing. It, that's right? not so bad. And I mean, and you know what? Anybody in any, you know, should get paid. If they're good at something, they should get paid. But there's something weird about essentially like you're trying to, to, um, you're monetizing you put, homelessness. Put a, put a, <laughs> like, right. Like, like put a mafia spin on it. It feels I'm kind being of homeless. It, yeah, it, it's dirty, dude. It's fucking mad dirty. And right. this, when I'm reading, when I was thinking, because again, you gotta remember, I'm from New York. So the whole time, I'm like, wow, this is the scammiest shit I've ever heard of. Right. And how, why has no one done this in real life that we know of? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe they're that good. We haven't caught them yet. <laughs> right. You know, so again, just trying to put all of these things in there that on the surface, you think it's one thing. And then hopefully we've written the book in a way that it pulls you through that with each, you know, each scene it's, it's unraveling a little more and, and you as the reader, hopefully we've treated you with respect and, and done a good job in storytelling where you're like, I don't know where this is going, I didn't but I am very <laughs> curious to see where it is going. That was kind of the, the, and you won't put it down. Hopefully, like that was the degree Hopefully. of difficulty I wanted to. I'm try living proof, George. I could not put that shit down. I'm, I'm working on myself, and All I'm right, not bro. quite there yet. <laughs> but I can, I can at least say hopefully. Yeah, no, you, know, bro, um, you got something great here. Come on, man. This many projects in, bro. You're a veteran already, bro. You've earned yeah. more than your stripes, and, and you know this is why this, this is so good because uh, you know it, it's nice to hear. Your side of it in the creation, you could tell all that love that how that went into how that worked. How you building a, a very solid foundation really shows in the work. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm you. I'm almost stepping, wanting to step away from my superhero comics, you know, and just read more of this kind of stuff because it's just you no know, so interesting and it's just you. you you connect as a human being on some real level. Thank you, man. I mean, that's that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like the universal truth that I wanted to dive into this is we have all not been at our best and thought, mm -hmm. you know what, maybe like may, maybe I should just step away and like just let everybody not have to deal with me anymore. Like, you know, whatever stuff I'm going through, it's not fair. Anybody else has to deal with it. Uh, and you know what? Maybe they don't care either. So, you know, what? I'm just going to step away, you know, wall myself off a little bit. It'll be better. And so, you know, every, we've all we've all felt that, you know, whether we have lived a charmed life or, you know, the the homeless veteran route that, you know, our, our fictional Charlie took like we that's we've all felt that way. Hmm. And I think we've all 
hoped that at our lowest, we would kind of realize we weren't as alone as we thought we were. Um, and sometimes to realize that you have to go on in a ridiculous adventure with people, with, with clowns and people in bear suits and improv actors around, you know, your local slightly magical, uh, city park. Yeah. And here goes the map that George was referencing yeah. before, as you could see, you uh, know, it, it's sections. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the love I have for comics and why I keep coming back to it. You work with somebody like Meredith and you go, I'm thinking if it's like, like we're, it's a D and D map of the park and we're splitting it all up. And then a little while later, you get an email that says like this. And you're like, Oh my God, not only like that, but that is 10 times better than I had in my head. <laughs> you know, it is everything plus beautiful. The Uber of comics, best delivery ever, right? <laughs> it, it it truly, truly the best thing with working with artists is the new page email. It's yeah, just the best. And I just love the you know the approach, you know, great use of panels, you know, yes, varying sizes, you know, my 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 eyes widen and shrink and move around. Like even here, very cinematic and, and sense. Yeah. I'm walking away and homie's like, ah, I gotta follow you. I mean, you those, follow that so well. Those are some of my favorite types of panels. I do love a good, like the camera stays still and the comedy yeah. is happening in the, in staying still. And again, all props to Meredith, you know, and being able to cover. Yeah. It's, it just reminds me of like all the ridiculous skills you learn. When all you want to do is write comic books, like now I know how to make a GIF in Adobe Photoshop. Us I now, mean... uh oh, what's our world? <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, bringing it back to why are we doing this campaign? I had mentioned in the video, but um, when we released this book, um, right at the end of 2021, and the rest of the issues came out in early 22, uh, we ended up selling out of the first issue, both cover variants a and b which is fantastic the hiccup is that we still had two threes and fours left over now you have a complete um, set <laughs> right Damn. right like having a bunch of ones left over you can work with that having a bunch of twos threes and fours that's a problem um and you know on this pro-am level you have to make smart financial decisions Cause it, it affects a lot of people. Like, you know, I, you know, my, my wife and son, like, you know, we, we got to pay the mortgage. You know, the kid wants to go to McDonald's every now and then. Um, you know, we need clothes. So it would, it would have been a bad economic decision to just dump those two threes and fours. Too much money had already gone in. Oh, hell yeah. For, you don't dump anything. But for a little bit more money we can reprint the first issue and keep this series together as a set Beautiful. that, you know, not only can we make available, you know, the entire series, all four issues, either variant through this campaign, but I can also keep bringing them to conventions where okay. the, where Charlie seems to, I'm not going to say seems, you know what, Al, I'm going to take your, uh, I'm yeah, going to take your energy and initiative and be a little more uh, specific. It does sell well at conventions. There we go. Um, yep. You know whether it. whatever the combination is, I mean, obviously, I'm clearly passionate about this book. Um, so whether it's between my passion, the hook gets people, 
Meredith, Allie, and Taylor, like they open up this book and they're like, oh, this is a pro book. You know, yeah. uh, it might, it might be, you know, at an independent writer's table, but like clearly there is talent and care and professionalism that went into this book. Well, every, every, every pro started as an indie. hundred percent. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. whose table you see today, it's going to be the superstar who's, who you're going to yeah. be sweating tomorrow. So. I mean, treat yeah, them please, well now, yeah. you know, and be part of their journey and, 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 and celebrate them and support them as they reach those next tiers and their stories. Yeah. So that way, when you see them at a time years later, they're going to remember you as being one of those first true believers. I'm telling you, man, those those type of fans um, are our lifeblood. You know, I'm again very lucky. I've been able to. I've been doing this for 13 years, and and been in Boston that entire time and hitting. You know, a, oh, I'm sorry, Boston. Well, but other than that, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> for uh, uh, for for 13 years, there's been kind of like this core group of conventions that I've been going to. So that's 13 years wow. of hitting the same place over and over again, um, and getting to see people. Over years and years, um, I mean, yeah, you've been seeing my mug for about what, yeah. three, four years now. More, that, more than oh, that. five, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I just passed by your booth because I didn't know who or where anybody was, and all I hear is a voice. Oh, oh, shit, George! <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. so happy to see it and connect with people, man. Yes, and it's it's huge. You know, seeing somebody go from like somebody just walking along. And sparking a conversation to there are people who for seven or eight years, it might only be a 15 minute conversation once a year, but we've been having that 15 minute conversation for eight years in a row, you know, and that stuff matters, Yeah, you know, um, cause so much of this is mental. You're never going to forget, but that's for sure. <laughs> God. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, to, to, Make that emotional connection, right? To see somebody step up for you on your behalf for no other reason than he believes in you and that book. That means the absolute world, right? Like, again, going back to when we're feeling down, you know, when I'm sitting here going like, ah, why keep going? No one gives a shit. No, I know for a fact people care because i've had these conversations they are they they are friends now but they didn't start out as friends they weren't family they weren't looking anything looking to get anything from me something whether something personally or creatively connected with them and they're like i want to keep following you i want to keep connecting with you that's real and that's so important to go fight the intangible Stuff that comes out of our brains because brains are stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes, yeah, our brain gets in the way for sure. Yeah. Hundred. Especially for men, you know, we have to fight two yeah. different brains a lot of the time. So <laughs> they don't even understand, you know, how hard our journey is. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and look at these yeah. images that I've been showing off yeah. here. But this is comic experience. Great, great spot. I've spoken yeah. to so many amazing creators from comic experience as well. And look yeah. At, Okay. What are these? These covers are pretty yeah, well. So, what are we getting here? So, um, so this is the variant bees. If you scroll up real quick, I'll just kind of do like a walkthrough of the covers. So, when we went to the direct market with Comics Experience Publishing, CEX Publishing, 
uh, we were looking to do two variants. So the first one is what we're looking at here, kind of more of a traditional comic book cover. And these were created by Victor Alpi and Meredith Laxton. Okay. Um, when we're kicking around what the variants could look like, and that's where you, you know, scroll down to that. Meredith had this fantastic idea. When you, when you read the story, you'll see that Charlie, one of the things he does is he paints as kind of PTSD therapy. And so Meredith had this idea of what if, what if I were to paint what I thought Charlie's paintings looked like? So what we're seeing here, she actually painted those. Those are her watercolors on paper. Um, the only thing photoshopped in all of this is the comics experience, uh, logo. Okay. Everything else she set up practically to look like oh. an, like, like a DIY uh, art installation. So basically, she is Charlie in these covers, and we are experiencing the artwork of Charlie. Yes, in these covers. Yeah, and wow. and this variant B, if you lay them all out, you know they're all strung together with you know twine and and clips, and it looks like like you said a little DIY uh, art gallery. Yeah, I know. I've seen them in the village back in New York. <laughs> you know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, for, so again, you're kind of tying into what we were talking about that I'm very lucky that I have, you know, this, this group of friends and family and people who dig what I do and want to support what I do. Um, that to make sure they had something new for this campaign as well is, uh, got together with artist Fernando Pinto and colorist Ellie Wright to create a brand new number one variant. Um, and that's what we're seeing right here is Fernando and right. Ellie's thing. And the other thing I wanted to do, uh, not only do I love Fernando and Ellie, they were both part of that toddler apocalypse, um, anthology that I was talking about. And so not only did I want to work with them again, they are the artistic creative team on this new project that we're working on right now. Jesus um, Christ, if, George, you don't stop. I, I, dude, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Create, creativity is, is what Holy I shit. care I love about. It. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, so it was a way to not only work with Fernando and Ellie again, but as a way to introduce, you know, my current crowd with the with the new thing that's going to be hopefully coming out in the fall okay yeah i say hopefully the fall because as we talked about earlier keeping it loose keeping it loose it'll it'll be ready when it's ready and it'll be awesome yeah. because fernando and ellie are already killed yeah, it's gonna be a perfectly baked pie in your hands that you're gonna gobble yeah. up all right yeah so so the the comics those are the core things that we're bringing to this in the grand scheme I wanted to keep this campaign kind of simple because it, because it's a simple thing. I need your help reprinting the first issue. So let's not make it any more complicated than that, right? Like you help me reprint the first issue and I will get you the entire four issue series. You Oof. want something special? We've got a ver new variant for you. Um, and then we're kind of diving into the vault a bit where we've, we, I yeah. love doing, I love doing enamel pins for these books. This is the fourth. This is the fourth book I've done with enamel pins. I will do enamel pins to the end of the day. I just, I <laughs> like them. they're fun. I like them. So our, our bear, our, our person in a bear suit is our, uh, soft enamel pin from our original Kickstarter, uh, two years ago, two or three years ago. 
Uh, we've got some of those Kickstarter variants available, one by oh. Meredith Laxton and one by Jackie Morrow. So rather they're not, you know, they're just wasting space, you know, behind here. So let's get them out to people who will enjoy them. And then this is actually part of the campaign I have to uh, update because as of a couple of days ago, all four of Meredith's original pages have sold out. Oh, it's done. Wow. There, yeah. So I got, I got to put little sold out uh, stickers oh. on that, but yeah, but originally, um, you know, Meredith had, ma- had made some of the pages available and I am beyond thrilled that, that other people will be able to physically hold her pages. She only did, I think seven, I think the first seven pages of the book she did traditionally. Uh, and then she switched to digital, uh, for speed really. Um, but she held on to those original pages and have made them available. So, you know, again, beyond my sheer joy of sharing Meredith's work with other people, one of the coolest things about Kickstarter and why I truly believe in the platform is one of those pages is going to Norway. And without Kickstarter, there is no way I ever would have connected with that person, you know, halfway across the world. I wouldn't have been able to share a story that I am incredibly passionate about with somebody in Norway. I Meredith wouldn't have been able to get a page to that person, but because of this campaign, because of this platform, those connections can be made. I it's never lost on me that, that at the end of these campaigns, you know, there, there are a handful, you know, maybe a dozen of packages that I am sending around the world. And just so it's fantastic. Again, we talk about those tangible things that tell you that it's worth pursuing. And that's one of them. And then, yeah, as always, um, the back catalog, you know, the, the, my little imprint I've called homeless comics, uh, because, you know, all these books live in my basement and they need good homes and nightstands to go to. And so this is a chance for people. And spinner racks and spinner racks. Yeah. They got to look sexy in a spinner rack too. Come on. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Again, I, I, you know, another side tangent. Nothing is more like 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 swells your heart than when you see your book on a rack next to the image books, the dark horse books, all yeah. that stuff. Like it's one of those things. Like man, this is real. It's real and it's legit. I've gotten yeah. that comment from creators when I've posted, you know, just content on Comic Crusaders, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you sang this between big two books." I'm like, yeah, you 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 have a justice viable product. You're just as awesome. So yeah. why wouldn't I? I mean, you know, I know that there's some sites that that are bougie and, and and don't support indie like they claim they do. But you know what? We at CC do, right? So it's the 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 validation that comes from that. Like I said, can't be overstated or underestimated. You know, it's it's huge. You know, and it's it's. Truly, I'm, I appreciate it. And I'm just going to say on behalf of all of, like I said, the pro-ams. And I've, I've, and I've gone with pro-am instead of amateur because like the people who do this, maybe it's not paying their mortgage, but they take it seriously. They are doing their best. I mean, they are, you know, we, they are walking we just saw the work, bro. We just saw yeah. the work. I mean, yeah. that that's not, you know, that amateurist indie, you know, that, that everybody's seen that. Yeah. This is not that. <laughs> and you know, and you, I like that. It is. You're, pro- you're professional. You're basically right yeah. there. You're on the verge. You know, it, 
Why are you not professional? Because why? Because the big two hasn't scooped you. Ooh, no, you are professional now. It. I mean, you you know this. You know, being around creators and a creator yourself, professionalism isn't about the paycheck. It's the mentality. Yes. Um. And you know the the and whether it's you know the a guest that's being flown into a convention with their hotel and travel paid for, or is the somebody driving four hours and you know loading in and setting up their own table? The professionalism is showing up, you know, with product that they care about, that they're passionate about, that they put their time and their energy and their money into. And then are going to turn around and make sure if you spend three minutes with them at their table that, you know, you had a good time at that three minutes. Whether you walked away with something or not, you had a positive experience at a convention. Yeah, that's that's professionalism. Yes. Preach. We need more of that. Thank you. and folks, just so you know, okay, I've been showing the Kickstarter thing off. I don't want to take too much more time towards this. All right, but check this out. That's the Kickstarter link. It's also going to be shared below. So you click away because we have, you have 17 days to go. And look, you could go in and pledge $10 without a reward because, you know, you don't need coffee that day from your star schmucks or whatever you want to call it. All right. But you know what? But if you really want something, you know, you can start as well as $5. You get a nice PDF copy yep. of, Issue number one. And once you get that, you're going to want all four. So trust you me, why spend the five? Add another 10 to that. Spend 15. This is something you really do want to read. And if you're a digital fan, that's great. But, you know, let's get it. Let's get some physical stuff on them shelves. You know, physical stuff starting at $20, going all the way down. You already lost the opportunity to get some sweet pages. So, you know. Don't waste any more time, Miente. <laughs> you know, look at all this awesomeness he has here. So before all this stuff starts going away, some are all gone. Some, some still have some availability. Make it happen. Make it rain. It's a good week. I know it's a pay week. It was a short, short week. So everybody happy. <laughs> so, you know, it is, all right? You know, Memorial Day press. Now, 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 spend some of that money, all right? While you're still feeling good. And I will also <laughs> tell you, um, thanks to the amazing, you know, backers that have gotten us this far, there is one uh, digital bundle of comics that they have unlocked, uh, and I am putting it together. Uh, so it, it's not confirmed, confirmed, but is my goal very soon to lock in another digital bundle of comics uh, when we cross the five thousand dollars threshold. Um, so right there, if we just do the math, I mean, I'm aiming to get everybody 40 to $50 worth of extra digital comic Ooh. on top Ooh. of, on top of whatever you back, Ooh. you know, and hell man, for the two people that have come on board since we started talking, thank you very much. If you're watching this, thank you. And, and, and show some love. You, you can follow my man. Tell him what you love the book. I lazy. Horde on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, that's H O R D E in case it sounded funny. Horda with a D. Yeah, yeah right. you gotta spell you gotta pronounce and spell that one real slow. I yeah. really didn't think that all the way through 13 years ago when I joined Twitter. Hey, maybe you were in a different business back then. Who hey, knows? Hey. hey I've I've learned I've learned a lot since then. Um but to to your point a little bit, you know, um algorithms are you know at least in our creator world are a big topic right like every platform makes it is just made it harder and harder to get the word out 
about whatever so, you're creating. Everybody wants so, to be paid to play. This is where the importance of people sharing, that, you know, the people that's where, that they follow. That's where I was going with it. Like, so, like, so even if you can't financially back this, you know, um, if you, if it's me, if it's anybody else, you know, sharing something is powerful. You know, uh, Al, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like you can say, this is, this is a great comic book. I have to say, if we did it right, right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's gross. It's gross. It me. well, you know, let me reverse it. It means more coming from somebody else. Yeah, so it. you, you know, the Royal, you finding a campaign, finding an artist, you know, finding a thing that you are connecting with. You sending out that what you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, you sharing it is mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful and should never be understated about how how powerful it is and how much is appreciated. Again, at this DIY that organic love. That yeah. organic love. You know, it, it it wasn't forced upon. It it was something that truly comes from the heart because yeah. I don't know you from a hole in a wall, but I love this goddamn project and I want everybody to read it. So I get Thank it, brother. You, I know exactly what the hell you mean, bro. And look, folks, talking about sharing, look, right there, as he was saying, there's a Facebook button there, a Twitter button there. Share, you can even share it, share it over email or embed it somewhere. Make yep. it happen. Look, look, they give you the tools. So you love it and you're saying, damn, I can't, but you, let's say, look, you got 17 days to go. So you're going to get a check in between there. Don't bo- bullshit me now. Ah. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I gotta be real with these <laughs> folks. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to ban themselves on the head if they don't pick up this. You know what I mean? I right. want them to have a fun, good reading experience. Cause everybody nowadays, you know, can you go look at social media? You would think it's the end of, end of the world and the comic books. Oh my God. Yeah. No, there's a, so much good stuff out there and this is one of them honest to god i'm not i'm not saying just because you're on my show i mean i i spoke with bud before we were spoke i said i'm gonna talk i read the book i'm like wow i love it he goes oh my god you know we got into a conversation about the book like two fanboys so you know again thank you for giving us that 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 moment for us to further bond as friends and you know and giving us such a wonderful story bro just from a fan to a creator like I thanked you last time. I thank you again for creating something so beautiful. And I really hope that people can have the opportunity to have this in their hands. Now, you said you're going to do cons. So if they can't do this baby now, you will be doing some cons. Where can they see you next and, and hopefully get their hands on some physical copies yeah. of, of this and your other titles? Uh, Fan Expo Boston, which is kind of really like our big hometown show. Uh, so we'll be there. Terrificon down at Mohegan Sun. Um, I'm going to see is, you there. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love that show. It, it combines two things I enjoy doing, selling comic books and low-level degenerate gambling. It's great. Hey, where about big shout-out to yeah. Miss Halleck out there? <laughs> and then we are talking about smaller indie, you know, smaller shows focused on artists, Plastic City Comic Con. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a great. I haven't gone. It's a yeah. great one day show. They're moving to a new venue, which looks fantastic and a lot of fun uh-huh. that, that goes beyond like, you know, when you go to the show and you've talked to everybody and you've, you've done the show, it's in a venue that you could spend another couple hours enjoying. So like they've really, nice. you know, upped the bang for your buck, uh, nice. with this year's show. 
Uh, and Keith Gleason is the guy that runs Plastic City. And my yeah, God, if there's, out, if, there's, if there's a, I mean, th- that's an independent creator right there who 100% deserves everybody's support. Um, so well, yeah, send, so, uh, send them my way, George, if you know him. I got him. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So those are the three shows, uh, that I'll be doing. And, exactly. you know, again, with this Kickstarter thing, another reason I love the platform is it's, a, it creates a direct connection between, you know, the creator and the person buying it. Like, you know, you support it. The money is coming directly to me. I am bagging the books. I am signing your books. I am putting them in the mail to you. So there is nothing more important than making sure these books get to you, you know, when I promise they'll be done and that they get there safely. Yeah. You know, because like, what other business that the creator actually do all that work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have been DIY since the first band I was in when I was 16 or 17. So it's just part of my DNA at this point. So at the next time at the George O'Connor booth, I need to see you do a performance, you know, you know, rock out and bring attention to the table. Or maybe Ah. write, write a song about the comic books, you know, and tell the story in song. Come on, bro. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) folks for real check out the big homie george this is the man you know wonderful energy at all the shows you can see wonderful creator knows how to treat his team and you know and deliver deliver campaigns unlike some people that i know you know (laughs) deliver them in your hands for you to enjoy so there's three things i wanted to do check out his amazing website homelesscomics.com give him a follow at lazy Horde, H-O-R-D-E, all right, on Twitter. And, of course, the campaign, the link is below. Got 17 days to go, all right? You know, he, he's already uh, reached goal, but the more he makes, the more bundles yeah. begin to open up. You know, extra goodies, baby. And who don't love extra goodies? I right. love extra goodies. Woo! I, guess <laughs> I get excited. You join now. Whatever reward tier you get, you get. You're also going to get that first digital bundle, and you're going to get us closer to unlock unlocking that second one. Yeah, get make it happen, folks. Support independent creators like George, man, because they are the future of this business. All right, and thank you for tuning in and checking us out. Make sure to support everything comics at comiccrusaders.com. Check out my extended family over at undercovercapes.com. I have new shows dropping all the time, like the Friends Crusade, No Price Podcast, and a whole lot more. Thank you, mi gente. Hasta la próxima. Thanks, George. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 